Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Hello, it's Colson from the Sofa Cinema Club. Currently, the three of us are on our summer holidays, but we're still making episodes for you guys to listen to. This is our mini summer blockbuster series. Hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you do, make sure you are subscribed to us wherever you're listening to this podcast so that you can get more Sofa Cinema Club action throughout the summer. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club, the Summer Blockbusters series. I'm Colson Smith and as always, this summer I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Wayne. Ben Wayne. (laughs) What were you for Lego Batman? Might have been the same. I probably was Ben Wayne, wasn't I? Who's the butler in this, Alfred? Can't be Ben Alfred. (laughs) Ben Joker. Maybe you wish you were Ben Wayne in real life. Maybe I am, Colson. (laughs) Maybe I am. To the Batcave, that's what I say to my kids. To the Batcave. <laughs> it's just a dark room done with the lights off. Come on. The Soap Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. It is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week throughout the summer, we are sitting down together to watch us from a blockbuster. And then we come into the studio to talk about we love, hate, and rate about the film. The beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home every Thursday and then join us to find out what we thought of the film. Our final summer blockbuster film is Batman, the original, the classic Batman. But before we get into talking all things Batman, first of all, how is your summer going? Now, Ben, heatwave all over Southern (laughs) Europe. You... Fly to Southern Europe tomorrow. Greece. Yeah, Greece. The thing is, as you two know, I'm not a big fan of the heat anyway. Mm. It's not a big thing for me. I think I'm, if I'm honest, I'm a British sort of holiday kind of guy. Oh, are you? Take the dog onto the beach. Sometimes nice, sometimes rainy. Walk around, bit of fish and chips. Go home. Go home. The rest <laughs> of my family are... Go out, lie in the sun like Jackie P. Yeah. To a crisp. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. It's a funny thing, isn't it? What is the current temperature where you're going? 
I don't think it's too bad where we're going because I think we're... It's 48. <laughs> so <laughs> Greece is 48 degrees. They're not letting people outside. Even Greeks are not going outside. Going outside. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm hoping by the end of the week you might have calmed down a bit. Just jump in the pool. I mean, what do you do? Just stay in, I suppose. Where's the hottest you've ever been? Where's the hottest you've ever had? I've been to Vietnam and it was, I remember it was 40, 42 in the shade, 41 in the shade and like 40, not much, not much more different on the, in the sun, but I, I don't think it was 48. The hottest I remember was 39 degrees and it was in London. Yeah, in London, and yeah, I remember it that. Yeah. It was, I was at Lord's, I remember getting the tube back. Yeah, it's always more tricky in a big city. Mm. Yeah. That's why Athens, Rome gets trapped in there. The heat gets trapped, doesn't it? I remember Bangkok being hotter than anywhere else in Thailand as well. Like, because obviously it's a city. I remember when I was in Africa and a lad turned up and it was like, must have been 30 or something. And a lad turned up in a coat. Mm. And he went, yeah, this isn't that warm. It gets really warm. And he was feeling it, yeah. but he'd only ever known really warm. Yeah. And I remember being in India and they had these hotels in India, which were in the mountains because everyone went to go and get cold in the summer and didn't want to stay in the heat. I remember there's someone saying to me, India can get like Delhi. Yeah. That can get into the 40s. Oh, yeah. What's the coldest you've ever had? Oh, that's a good one. Oof. Cold. Is it not got to be England? That's 1970s Newcastle, isn't it? I think for four to five years in Newcastle, it was minus 15. It never got above that. <laughs> Even in the summer, I said that to my parents, I've gone up there before and I've gone... Snow on the beard. It's, it's August and I've taken the ice off the car. I remember as a kid, it was proper cold. My eyelashes are frozen. <laughs> I've thrown some water outside and it's frozen. Newcastle, 1979. Would you rather be hot or cold? Well, it depends on how hot, doesn't it? Would you rather burn to death or freeze to death? I'd freeze to death. Well, that's not what I was saying. That's right. the extreme. I know you've gone straight was... to a would you rather there, haven't you? More as in, would you rather have go on a, like a cold holiday or would you rather go on a hot holiday? Hot holiday. So if I went to you, you can do Reykjavik or you can do... <laughs> Reykjavik. <laughs> <laughs> or you can do Croatia Reykjavik. what are you picking uh, Iceland or Croatia to be fair I would probably do Iceland just because that's a different thing to experience that yeah I'm not great in the heat I think I'd be better cold Croatia's not that hot you see you can go out in the cold and then you warm yourself up but when it's hot it's just hard to get cold again isn't it well it's shit in this country because there's no air con. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. That's where we always fall apart because it's pointless. You can't have aircon, can you? No, you can't. For like two days. For two of days year. of the year, yeah. It's not art now. No, is it bollocks? How good was our like late May, early June? And now it's just fucking terrible, isn't it? Well, there we go. We've done the weather. <laughs> yeah. We do the weather and we do films. And this week's film that we're talking about is. The classic that is Batman. As you know, all of the summer blockbuster series, we've been having a bit of a break. We've not been doing the synopsises ourselves. However, this week for the final one, 
Michael Keaton won't answer his phone. Jack Nicholson won't answer his phone. Who else won't answer their phone, Ben? Jack's just snuck a Kinder Bueno in his mouth there. Galaxy. Galaxy. Are you doing the tea dip with the galaxy? Right. Jack uh, P. Shepard is giving us our synopsis. Okay. Batman. Basically about a billionaire guy. He's a bit of a loner, though. His parents got murdered when he were a child. He also has an alter ego that's uh, a vigilante. Goes out and fights crime in the middle of the night. There's a gangster on the streets called Jack Napier. And he has a bit of an accident halfway through the film and he turns into like this toxic waste sort of accident gone wrong. And he takes on the persona of a villain called the Joker and he's basically running amok amongst Gotham City and Batman's got to sort him out. Yeah, fine, fine. I'm not rushing to the cinema, though. No, I wouldn't rush. I wouldn't rush based on that. This is the OG. This is... This is it. This is how it started. This was day one. I don't know whether before this there had been many superhero... There'd been super... Superman. Superman. But this was the first time that they... I remember it was a massive deal when it came out. Prince doing the soundtrack. Nicholson as Joker. Batman reimagined. Because it had been a bit of a joke, Batman. You know, yeah, with that, the Adam West sixties yeah, TV, TV series. series. So was it a shit TV show? It was camp. It was like a camp Fam- sort of yeah, just like a family sort of like six o'clock afternoon tea type thing show. I've seen a few episodes of it. I'd sit. Well, I watched it loads when I was a kid. It was sort of very sort of um, they had comic book, very comic book. And this film with what's his face directing it, um, Tim Burton, Tim Burton, Tim Burton took Burton. it into a different way, very much. Darker. He'd just done Beetlejuice, hadn't he? Yeah. Which we've covered on this podcast. Had he? With Michael Keaton. Yes. Which was how Michael Keaton got this gig. Was this the birth of the Joker, or was the Joker in the comic books and the TV series? Joker's in the comics. Okay. He's in the TV series. Um, yeah. And he was actually very good in the TV series. Yeah, he was. It's that, that stuff which they try and bring, which is that sort of maniac side of him but he was very mm. good so there were elements that were very good but it, it was a completely i remember when it came out it was like all the imagery and the trailer and everything you were like oh this looks amazing you know really different well this podcast is all about the films that we should have seen but we haven't and are you ready for my confession i hadn't seen it i thought i had but i could tell you straight away i hadn't i can see that though I can see that. It probably was a bit too early for you now. Batman, for me, starts at Batman Returns. Okay, yeah. That's the one after this. It's the follow-up. Oh, is it? Which was a long, long time after then, was it? No, it was only three years after. Oh, was it? Well, Batman Returns is the first one. I've. Is that the one where he's looking down the well? Yeah, Penguin, Danny DeVito. Yeah, I, that's the first, that, that was the first one that I saw. But I'd, I'd never seen this before. It was interesting to... See, you know, obviously, every it has it has artistic effects and obviously a bit of comic book license to create what he wants to create. But it was interesting to see how the Joker was born in the film series, if you know what I mean. Well, they've changed history a little bit in this film because I think you see halfway through that it's actually Jack Nicholson's character, Jack Napier, who kills Bruce Wayne's mum and dad 
and that doesn't happen in no, the comics. That isn't how or it is, and it doesn't happen in any other Batman film. So the Joker never kills Bruce Wayne's mum and dad. No, the similar age, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's meant to be at the antithesis. He's got to have someone to fight, hasn't he? Always. It's weird how it takes a while for it to turn into like a Batman movie, doesn't it? Because it takes so long for it to be Batman versus the Joker because the Joker doesn't exist until about an hour and 20 in. But they set up that thing of, I think it's sometimes they lost, which is part of the Batman arsenal, was the fact that he sort of hid in the shadows and no one really knew he was. And it was one of those things you didn't really see him. He lets the old girl get in fairly close fairly quickly though, doesn't he? I think Bruce Wayne's more stubborn now. Yeah. 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 Like he just lets his guard down, gets her in, takes her for a drive in the Batmobile. Yeah, straight into the Batcave. I've grown up with, I think, probably very good Batman films, haven't I? You know, The Dark Knight, that kind of era. I mean, in Confession, The Dark Knight was the only Christopher Nolan Batman film that I liked. I thought the other two were bobbins. Interesting. Is that because you didn't like him as Batman? Bale? I want a big fan of Christian Bale. How many did Michael Keaton do? Two. Who else has done it? George Clooney. Val Kilmer did Batman Forever. Yeah. Which is the third one. And then you had George Clooney. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. And then it went Bale. Yeah. Yeah. And then it went Affleck. Yeah. I think, didn't it? Yeah. What did Affleck do? He did Batman versus Superman and Oh, one that nobody watched. Yeah. The trouble is, the trouble with all these things is, Batman is just a rich man. Yeah. So half of what you need to show is, you know, he's maybe got a bit more gadgets and whatever, but like the new, the very latest ones, he's a bit of a bruiser. He's a bit of a fighter. You know, he's not far off the people he's fighting. That's the kind of sense you get. It's like, and he's just got a bit more money and a bit more toys, but it's when they started to make him almost invincible like a superhero. And, you know, he's, He's not a Spider-Man. He's not a Superman. Yeah. I think Keaton's very good. I like him. I like Keaton. Who's been your favourite Batman? For me, Keaton. I think he brings a bit of a realism to the character, that he is just a guy, like what Ben's sort of saying. Yeah. He's not the biggest, is he? No. And he's slightly sort of... What I do like is the scene where he's with Joker... And he's sort of just as unhinged as the Joker. It's like, then it works quite well, is when yeah. the Batman actually is a bit sort of... He's a bit off, which a bit is off. what Keaton wanted to play him. Yeah, I think that works well. So what did you think, Coles? I liked it, but it for me, it took a while for it to be... It's weird going into a film where you've got preconceptions of what the film is as well, isn't it? Don't forget. Yeah, Yeah. Because the weird thing about Batman is the franchise restarts, doesn't it? It never continues. It's a bit like Bond, isn't it? Because yeah. there's only so many villains, yeah. isn't there? So it just, it just restarts with different people and it's like back to day one. And I think it took a while for it to be like Batman kicking ass. Whereas the films that I'm used to is like straight in. It's Batman. This is the story. It's simple to follow. Yes. Whereas there was a weird thing with the gang, like where he's, where Jack Nicholson's character gets set up. That's a bit of a weird way to manufacture, get into that, isn't it? Yeah. He's boss, isn't it? Jack Palance. He's, he's like the Don, isn't it? Yeah. And he's like a captain, isn't he? Um, Jack Nicholson's character. And he's having it away with the boss's wife. And he basically knows and he wants to rub out 
Jack Nicholson, doesn't it? I think the trouble is, I suppose what you've got to remember is there was no context to Batman at that time apart from that TV series. So they've got to give you all the concept. Which was my struggle. And obviously there was no concept of Joker. And I was like, oh, so this is how Joker was born, in effect. Yeah. Robin Williams was first choice to play the Joker. Well, it wasn't. It was Nicholson. But he wasn't too interested in the idea. He said no. And then he sort of found out that Robin Williams were getting asked. And he was like, hmm, okay. Maybe I need to take a take another look at this. And then the studio was saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're really keen on Robin Williams now. And he was sort of used as bait was Robin Williams, and he didn't like it. Warner Brothers basically kind of screwed him over um, to use him as bait to make Nicholson accept the deal. I seem to remember that Nicholson got paid a lot of money to do it. Well, he didn't get paid a lot of money. But what I mean, he did... I think his his fee around then was around ten million a film or something. I think he accepted like five million, so he took a lower fee, but he wanted points. Uh, so he wanted however much a profit. percentage of what the film made, and he ended up walking away in nineteen eighty nine with about sixty million. So if you adjust that for inflation now, it's about one hundred forty five million. My goodness! So astronomical amounts of money. From one film. And why did that stop? Why did he stop making money from it? Well, there wasn't another film with the Joker. He only did this one. Okay, but... So, you know when someone gets, like, a box office agreement deal? That's forever. Yeah, so will Nicholson still be making money off that original Batman? Yeah. Yeah. But I can imagine the residuals as they go on year after year after year, you get less for the repeat. Yeah. Or less for the, you know, after years, it's taking much less money, isn't it? We've just given him a quid, haven't we? Yeah. There'll be loads of way you'll be making money off yeah. this film still. Yeah. I mean, I, I had I had the Jack Nicholson Joker. Oh, did you? The little thing? The, I mean, Christmas 1990 was a massive year for me because Batman had just come out. I'm like two, three years old. I was obsessed with Batman and I wanted the Batman car and all the toys and everything. And I had, I had them all. Batman car. I think this is the best Batman car out of any of the films. Good car. Brilliant car. It was polystyrene. Was it? Was it? You can see how light it is, Jack. You can When it moves, yeah, you, you can. can see how light yeah. it is. They brought it to the set and uh, Tim Burton went, oh yeah, it's really good. And they went, he went, so where's the door? And the art department hadn't put a door in. They were like, oh fuck, are you going to get in it? And they were like, yeah, it's a car. And they were like, oh, we're going to have to completely rethink this whole through. We didn't think that. We thought it was just in back a shot. <laughs> no, 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 dude. Needs to move. And it's the back car. Yeah. So they made sort of like two prototypes and they put, and they have no space for the door. So that's when they, they come uh, up with the, the idea of like a cockpit, like a uh, jet. Your dream role, Batman, Jack, would you reckon? No, I'd be more suited to the Joker, I think. Do you think? I'm sort of thin too short for batman probably he's like yeah you'd be a good joker joker riddler that type thing oh i can see him as the riddler riddle me do that was one thing i got from this film was that i was like so is jack nicholson responsible for every other joke performance for the rest of time well yeah so is Michael Keaton's in a way. But because you see, you see Heath Ledger, amazing. You see Joaquin Phoenix, amazing. But then when you see Nicholson did it first, has he kind of basically gone, this is how eccentric 
you can be. Well, no, actually, you'd argue, you'd argue that, that what's he called, Romero? What was he called in the yeah. original TV yeah. series as Joker? Probably was the one. Because he was utterly unhinged. But he had a pink, massive pink suit on, massive hair. But he didn't stop laughing all the time. Like he didn't do anything without the laugh. So it was like, that was the, that is the essence of Joker is there is no laugh and he just keeps laughing. Whereas Nicholson sort of laughs on lines. Whereas in the original TV series, he just laughed all the way through, all the time, no matter how bad it got. So I think that, Look, you're stuck in an archetype, aren't you, is the Joker? He's got to have that face and he's got to look and he's pretty unhinged. So it's how far you want to go, isn't it? And it's always purple and green. Yeah. Well, you can't go wrong with the Joker, can you? Because there's no limit. You can't do something and someone goes, mm, A bit too much. That's, that's a bit too much. Yeah. yeah. Would he do that? He's a fucking Joker. Yeah. 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 Too much Joker for me. Nicholson does a riddle. Confused me that when he did a riddle. I was like, whoa, you're a baddie. What was his riddle? He did he said a riddle and I was like, you need to stick in your corner, pal. There's Joker and there's Riddler. Can't be doing both. Oh, did he? I didn't I know that. that. So it was filmed in England, wasn't it? Yeah, it was filmed in London. And um Nicholson wasn't too happy about it filming in London. Mainly because of his, he loved his sports. He's a big fan of his American sports, isn't he? Basketball. The only place he's been sighted, isn't it, for like the past five years is the LA Lakers. Yeah. Because so he doesn't do it. He's a recluse, isn't he, Jack? I think so. He's, he's also yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he must be mid 80s. Uh, yeah. When he did film this, he wanted the crew to record basketball games from America and baseball games and send them over to the UK so he could watch them. Yeah. Like on tape. Oh. There was no <laughs> he was waiting for the tapes coming over and there was one day that they were filming he went, Let's see what England's got to offer on the sport. So him and Michael Keaton sat there in the costumes as the Joker and Batman and <laughs> they put on the only sports channel that was on and and it was darts. <laughs> so they sat, they sat while in the mo- in the morning like for makeup chair and Nicholson's getting his makeup done and he's squeezing into his tights and they're watching the darts and then like they didn't say anything and then like the next day while they were on the set Nicholson just went hey he went hey Keaton how about that darts game (laughs) and both just fell about laughing saying what a load of shit that was (laughs) fucking that's not a good introduction is it to British sport it's one of them though if you had to be the best in the world at any sport what sport would you pick darts is always a good one for that is it yeah you make a shit ton of money no, you don't. You do. No, you don't. Not as much as golf. Golf's the one. Yeah. Golf's, golf's the answer, in it? To best in the world golf. at any sport. Golf, you can go on longer. Yeah. Tennis, yeah. you're probably finishing younger. F1, you're finishing yeah. younger. Golf, yeah. you've got a good chance of going a bit yeah. bit longer, haven't you? Yeah. A bit of golf. Tim Burton didn't want Prince to do the music. Oh, really? Yeah. Why not? Didn't like it. It was the producer's choice. And he went, Prince is doing the soundtrack. And he went, Really? They went, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think of the, like, dancing gang and the boom boxes to all of the Prince tracks? I fucking love it. I love the songs. You are a big Prince fan, though, aren't you? I'm a big Prince fan, yeah. He was really big when he did the soundtracks. Yes. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. 
Have you ever told your your story of going to watch Prince? I think I did on the air, yeah. I went to see him and he didn't sing any of songs. Yeah. What did he do? I waited all night for fucking Purple Rain. Yeah. And Kiss and everything. And he didn't play any of them. He'd play the opening bars yeah. of a song and then he'd stop. And the crowd would go, oh, it's amazing. And then he'd be like, yeah, just kidding. Oh, my word. Oh, no. Yeah, he just, he just played whatever he wanted to. Which is fine. It's Prince. I'm not going to tell him what to do. He's probably fucking bored of playing the same shit for the last 35 years. Yeah. But when you turn up to a Prince concert, you expect a couple of Prince songs. A couple of bangers, please, Prince. <laughs> Get going. Yeah. Just play B-side all yeah. night. It was huge when he did this. I mean, he was right at the top when this came out. It was a massive soundtrack. And that, and that was the thing where that kind of film was making money all over the place. Do you see what I mean? It was like... It was that billboard, wasn't it? You saw that billboard everywhere of the big bat yes, signal. Yeah. Is it quite rare now that an artist would be dedicated to an entire soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it yeah. is. I think they probably paid him huge money. Yeah. No. I think they paid him huge money and I think that he would have retained a lot of the rights and I think... On any movie now, they want the rights. They wanted to have written the music. Yeah. And yeah. they want to earn the, you know, own the music. Own the music. And any money off yeah. it. Yeah. I guess you have it where the, you know, the, an art, a big artist will do like one song, like the Bond theme tune, or like Ed Sheeran did The Hobbit, didn't he? That kind of thing. But it's rare that you have one, yeah. you have an artist doing the entire doing the soundtrack. Thing, yeah. yeah. Did Whitney do The Bodyguard as well? She must have done. Yeah. So when you watch The Bodyguard, does it say with the music from? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess biopics now, like you've not you've not seen Aretha, have you? No. no. I think you both really like that, but that's obviously, you know, that is through the soundtrack of Aretha Franklin sort of thing. Yeah. You know, his Joker gloves, he had like those white Joker gloves. He used to sign them and give them away to extras. <laughs> and the costume department went fucking berserk because they every morning they come in and they wouldn't have any of his gloves. It was one of the films. I mean, what you're used to now, which is quite funny, is it's a non, effectively a non CGI film. Yeah, they're on a set. The thing that yeah. you notice is it almost tells you when there's about to be an explosion or when there's about to be a stunt because it kind of holds it on the shot and holds it on the frame big wide yes. yeah and you're yeah. like ah yeah. here we go we're only going to do this in one because they've only got the one shot so it'll be like why yeah. is it why is it so wide and then it'll be the car and then it'll cr- and it'll be like ah okay so you can you can see the stuff coming can't you yeah 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 mm. yeah, yeah he was sick virtually every single day was tim burton when filming this as well because he was he was under an enormous amount of stress from the production but also it was tipped to be the most successful film of all time before it had been made. Uh-huh. And he felt the pressure. He'd done Beetlejuice, and he was this up-and-coming director. Yeah. And he was shitting himself. He's got people like Jack Nicholson, Jack Palance on set, and he's this young kid. And But he said, in fairness, Nicholson sort of took him aside and took him under his wing and says, don't worry, it'll be fine. Yeah. And it was, but he could never enjoy it. He could never enjoy the film because it still got slagged. So when it came out, the the studio was saying, it's too dark, it's too dark, it's too dark. And now whenever he's asked in today's world, like, what do you think of the new Batman? You know, that's out. You've obviously made two. What do you think of the new Batman? 
he always laughs because everybody's saying, oh, I like this, it's dark, it's darker. Whereas when he was bringing that out, it his film was was so dark that no one had ever seen anything like that. And now, if you look back in reality, it looks like a it looks like a little, you know, um, a light hearted romp. Yeah. In comparison, yeah. Do you know what I mean? In comparison to like, yeah. Does he, what they've all done since then? Has he done much recently, Tim Burton? Because obviously, I know he went through a phase of like doing the gothic cartoon and type thing, didn't he? And then he did. Um, he's just doing Beetlejuice two now, isn't he? Apparently, yeah. But with Keaton. Oh really? Wow. With, with Keaton, yeah. Wow. That'll be big. It is interesting to see a film that you know has then gone on to set a standard and to set a story for like the history of cinema in a way because there's always going to be Batman's made now, isn't there? I don't think in 50 years' time there'll have probably been what three more Batman's. Like they they're just going to keep making them, aren't they? I don't know, you know. Yeah. Why? What do you think? Pattinson will do another two. Yeah. He'll do another two in the next five years. I don't know whether the age of huge franchise films is going to have to stop for a while because people aren't watching them. Well, that was an interesting thing. Tim Burton also said when this film came out, franchise didn't exist. Yeah. It wasn't a name. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. And now it's the only thing that you hear about. Mm-hmm. It's the only sort of films that come out. Make me a film you can make two more of. At least. At least, yeah. Do you reckon there's a thing where, like, there's now things that people have pitched as, like, TV series or whatever that people are turning around and saying, no, actually, that should be a film, or vice versa, because people are thinking about the longevity of projects? Yeah, yeah. Mm. The trouble is you try and mine what effectively is one story almost continuously. You mine continuously the first Star Wars film. Yeah. You mind continuously mm. the same Batman film. Indiana like, Jones. You might, they might look different. They might be a bit dark. But you have to go almost completely the other way, like the, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker to be utterly different. But the rest of them, they're mining the same story. And I think, I just don't, I, I think there's a point where the audience go, well, I've, I've kind of seen that. Before we take a quick break then, we asked our Sofa Cinema Club friends and families, if the three of us were Batman villains, who would we be? Okay? Yeah. Simon Wilson, our mate, been in touch. He says Jack would be the Joker after all the Boots misadventures have driven him to a life of crime. (laughs) Coulson is Bane, the muscle of the group, and Ben is the Riddler with his would you rather. Uh, that, I think that's right, actually. That I think good. Ben yeah, is the Riddler. Yeah. Riddler's yeah. good, yeah. Riddler's good. I don't know if you would be villains in a Burton or Nolan Batman film, but you would fit right in to the Schumacher films or the old Adam West Batman. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is that a bit of a, is that a, bit of a dick? Just like the, it's sort of yeah. like the cheese, the, the, co- the class, comedy caper type ones. Yeah. I would be Comedy Bane, wouldn't I? I would be proper Comedy Bane. Comedy Bane. Victoria Beckley, she says Jack as the Riddler. Oh, yeah. She can see him Uh, wearing the Jim Carrey outfit. Yeah, yeah. The green leotard. (laughs) Ben as the Penguin. (laughs) Do you know what, Ben? I could see you as as Colin Farrell's Penguin anyway. Great part. It's a great part. (laughs) 
And Coulson would be Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Who I don't even know whether that was a proper Batman baddie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. James Saunders has put it out there that Coulson could be Catwoman because he is quite athletic after the games. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. David Woolen has said, Jack's sniggering laugh, he's got to be the Joker. Ben, I can see in green lycra, so he's the Riddler. <laughs> Old Coulson would be Penguin, but now he's slimmed down, he has to be Two-Face. <laughs> Two-Face. <laughs> and on that, we'll take a quick break, shall we? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back from the break, we were discussing what we'd get up to as villains, wouldn't we? Gotham wouldn't stand a chance if we were on the loose, I don't think. Few Batmans they'd need. Yeah, you'd need. <laughs> Turn the lights on. That's what you do, wouldn't you? Turn the lights on. Ah, take that, Batman. We can see you. Are we ready to rate the film, lads? Yeah. Yeah. So, throughout summer, we've been having somebody on, haven't we, to give the film a rating. So, we've been doing it out of 40. It's not just been us rating it. Yeah. The final one of the series, we had to pull out all of the stops, didn't we? Mm. Who is the biggest name within the Sofa Cinema Club brand who we could get on to give their rating of the original Batman? It is only... Our CEO, all the way from Canada. Wow. It's Nancy. 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 Big that. I don't think I've heard her. Hi, I'm going to rate the movie Batman. I love the movie. I love the special effects. I love Jack Nicholson. I'm giving it an eight. Thank you. Nancy, very business. <laughs> she is a CEO, isn't she? Yeah. She, that is, She's a that is a CEO. I mean, I'm telling you why. Boom. Hey, guys. I ain't got a time. What'd she give it? Eight? Yeah. Did she go eight? Yeah, yeah she's eight. good. She's business. She's done that in five seconds, Jack. I loved it. I loved him. I'm going eight. Yeah, that's all she got. She's too busy. It's too busy. Too busy. I like her. Eight, straight off the bat. Love Jack Nicholson. A bit like yourself, Jack. So why don't you go next? For me, it's 8.9. I do think The Dark Knight's a better film. 
And I think this is the second best Batman film for me. I think a lot of it, I'm, I'm biased because I'm a massive fan of Jack Nicholson, which is why I think the rating's so high. But I think it's the first of its time. It's hardly any CGI. There's hardly any CGI in it. I know there's the bit with the Batwing and stuff. It looks massive, by the way, his outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to, they had to make him bigger, didn't they? Because he, he's not big. He's like 5'10". Couldn't so. move his head. That was what was always funny. Couldn't, can't yeah, move his head. Yeah, he couldn't hear anything either while, when he had it on. Like the old stiff neck when he was looking around. You just stand behind him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think performances-wise, very good. Soundtrack, music by Danny, Danny Alfman. I've not even talked about that. The opening score as well. I think the script's really good, actually. Zips along. There's a lot of dialogue where it wasn't needed. Uh, I kind of liked that direction. I think it's really good. Yeah, I think it just falls short of the nines, but 8.9. 8.9 from Shepard. I'm going to go 7.4. Just because I, I, it's just not It's just not a 7.5. I'm playing Jack at his own game here. It's not. It's not. It's not. not no way. i tell you what is a tough one for me is... I have now seen these films better, or in my head, I have these films the way I view them. Mm. And I've obviously just watched this film the way it was viewed the first time around, which the bit, the element that I really liked was I've seen the foundations of every single Batman there. I've seen the foundations of the Joker there. Because yeah. it's like, well, that's kind of where it's all started from. Yeah. Um, but then for me, I like my Batman films, which is Bale, really. I, d- d- right, there okay, for me. Yeah. I, I just rate them free, higher than what I've seen there. So that that's where I'm at. But um, Love Nicholson, I thought Michael Keaton was okay as Bruce Wayne and as Batman, I thought it would just... He just stood there and looked big. Well, yeah. <laughs> and Batman. Rigorous and Batman. Um, eight. Solid eight. That's it. Solid eight. I'll take that. 32.3. Yeah. I think that's more than fine. It's not as big as Raiders of the Lost Ark. Interesting. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I thought it was better than Raiders. Oh, did you? 32.3. There we go. Mint. So that concludes our mini summer blockbuster series. Have you enjoyed it, lads? Loved it. Loved it. Do you feel like we've had a bit of a break whilst we've been doing it? I do. We might keep some of this, year. Yeah, I, I I like it. Just picking like a genre or something like every now and again, like blockbusters or rom-coms or thrillers, whatever, and just focusing on just that and trying to find out the best of that genre. I like it. It's interesting. Well, we have done six from a blockbusters and I'm about to tell you where they have ranked from six all the way to one. Okay? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In at six, this is an absolute travesty, okay? So remember, these ratings are at 40 and not 30. But this is daylight robbery of its purest form, and it is Transformers with 21.5 is the bottom of the pile. I think that's accurate. Then, not far behind, Independence Day with 25.9. Then the one that is... is Dizzy, it's that dizzy, it's having a nosebleed. Chicken Run, 29.1. 
it's a bit high that Chicken Run would have been our lowest rated film but obviously our audience member rated it a 10 ah that's what screwed it in third place we're into the top three the best film I have ever seen in my entire life with 31 it is big big yeah good second place the one we've just talked about is Batman with 32.3 and then top of the pile the best blockbuster of all time technically according to us is Raiders of the Lost Ark with a whopping Mm. 36.2 I quite like that there's a few raised eyebrows there how chicken runs above Independence Day but other than that I would agree with that leaderboard that's it. We've we our summer project, our school homework, we've we've completed. We've found out what we think were some of the best blockbusters of all time and we've put them into a leaderboard. Next week we're releasing a special episode, aren't we, boys? Yes we are. Our live. It's a it's our very special episode, yeah. Yes. Quite excited. I haven't listened to this yet. So producer Henry sent us it to listen to, but I haven't. But the episode that comes out next week on Thursday, in two parts, is our latest live show. Live at the Lowry, Lion King, is going to come out for you guys to listen to. And, yeah, I'm excited to hear it back because it was quite the night, wasn't it? Yeah, and is it two parts on the same day? Double release? Yep, two parts on the same day. So up to the interval, and then from the interval onwards is in a second part. So, yeah. Really excited to listen to that. And then hopefully we might have some news for you about our next show very, very soon. Be nice, that, wouldn't it, to get back on stage? I might dress as the Batman. (laughs) Speaking of Extra Sofa Cinema Club, I'm sure you know by now Patreon is the place to go to for our Extra Sofa Cinema Club. We're weeks away from telling you about the changes that we're making to Patreon, which we're very excited for because we feel that it is something that all Sofa Cinema Club fans will love and deserve and it's going to be cool so get involved now and there have been some people who've been getting involved which means they get some jobs for the summer and the first job is actually a winter's job but it's it's the time that we're having to bring them in now because they're just so in demand we have to get it sorted early so me jack and ben all sat down and we said this is a tough void to fill but we've, we've, we've got to get it in. We put it out. We sent it to a few recruitment agents. The people they were sending forward just weren't right. Because it's... I mean, it's... What's the job? It's a lot of responsibility, Jack. But the, the job is head of woolly clothes. Okay? <laughs> and obviously, Ben knows a lot about woolly jumpers, yeah? And we've got basically at one point it was we had a woolly jumpers but then ben was like i want someone to be over the socks i want someone to be in charge of the woolly blanket so it's it's fully it's head of woolly clothes and i'm delighted to welcome on to the sofa cinema club team mr dave wooling who is head of woolly clothes dave welcome dave never saw that coming did he right i'll attempt one yeah I'm sorry, Philip, if this isn't your surname, but it is today. It's Philip Yanitsaurus, and he is head of... You know, we have someone who's on the pool, don't we? We're still doing the summer jobs. We have someone who cleans the pool, don't we? Yeah. Well, you know there's those little little, 
um, ditches in pools where like all the shit gathers. Filters. That's it, filters. Philip filters. Philip's on the filters. He's in there getting his hand in and pulling all the shit out and all the gubbins. Gubbins, Phil filters. Yeah, Phil filters. Brilliant. You know, um, sometimes, like, it's hot summer jobs, isn't it? And when you get hot, you'll need uh, fans, won't you? We all need fans in the studio. So ahead of fan is Liz Gilbert. (laughs) So we're doing a film at the moment, aren't we, Jack? Yeah, we are. And it involves a lion. Any guesses as to what the film is? Uh, Wizard of Oz. Any other guesses? Uh, Narnia. Could be any. Lion King. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? But the thing that we've been struggling with is the person playing our lion has been finding it really hard with the hair and makeup every day because obviously (laughs) our hair and makeup team just aren't used to doing hair on a lion. Why? So, luckily, <laughs> I know, we we shouldn't have to be doing this, but we are. No, we shouldn't. But luckily, um, we put an advert out on LinkedIn, and someone said, I'm really good at working with lion manes and lion tails, and our head of lion manes is Deborah Mane. Deborah Mane. See, that's what it is now. As long as you have a job... That matches your name, you get the job instantly. Yeah. As well, it helps us because when we meet people who are on Patreon, we go, oh, what's your name? And if they're like Steve Ford, we're like, oh, head of Ford Transit. It's like, it just helps. (laughs) You know, we haven't got that much personality. Anyway, look, thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for getting a shit job. And if you haven't joined yet and you do want to join, you do want a shit job because we know that you do, simply go on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Sofa Cinema Club. Sign up today and you will be getting a job off us on our first episode of the new series. We're back on Monday for Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial and also next Thursday, as we said, you can hear our latest live show, Lion King at the Lowry, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namon Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast.